Welcome to episode 192 of Missing Pieces. This is my weekly audio journal where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into in a brand new year. It's officially 2024. My last episode I recorded on Sunday, December 31st of last year. That's how long it's been. And now today it's actually Friday. So it's a little bit of a shorter week. Today's Friday, January 5th. 11.39 a.m., and I'm kind of back into my normal routine, as is the rest of the family. But we'll get to that. We need to go back in time to where I left you off. And I think I talked about how my project for last Sunday on the final day of the year, it's funny because I was thinking about this when I was doing the new project. My project to end 2022 was to build this At Games Legends Ultimate Arcade Cabinet. This year, I built something that is not nearly as cool, but probably more appreciated, at least among the chickions outside. And that is I built like a bleacher seating for my chickens while they roost at night. And I ended up going to Lowe's and doing a pickup on the lumber for that. And then I went outside and I built that all up. And it was actually, it was a fun time. It was a little cold. Uh, it obviously would have been better if I had done that back in the fall. But as a procrastinator at heart with the philosophy of why do today what you can do tomorrow, I put it off. And then my foot got broke, broken over December, which ideally would have been a great time to do it right when the chickions went outside. That's when it should have happened. But they were all kind of nesting in the corner in there. But as they got older, I was like, you know, chickens naturally want to be on perches or roosts. I don't know what I, what they're called. Perches, roosts. It's, a, it's a, essentially like a piece of wood that goes across the chicken coop inside that when they get in at nighttime, they can sit up on that like a, a bird tends to do. And uh, when I put that in, I was a little disheartened because that night, really, none of the little chickions got on there, which is why I put it in there. Because there's plenty of space for the big ones. But now that I've doubled the flock, we got to double the, the seating arrangements, right? Uh, but then I went out last night because I, I always check the coop door. I have this automatic coop door that goes up and down. And last night I checked it. Like I just felt like I needed to check it. And it was still up. So I went out. I did a little head count. And I looked in there. And uh, the majority of them were now on the, the perch. And there was two, I think, that were down. So maybe they'll come along. But there's plenty of space in there. In fact, I could probably increase the uh, chicken population ever so slightly more. But I don't think we're going to do that for now. Uh, that was raising baby chicks is awesome because you get to see them kind of grow up and, and every day feels like they're they're growing and becoming something new because they, they morph, basically. It's like a, a, a metamorphosis of uh from going from this this little puffy thing into like this this hideous like uh, uh teenage chicken and then they kind of grow up and by i think four months they're full grown so we're pretty close to that now in fact they just ate the last of their their little chicken mash that i put out there for them and what i was raising them on so now they're they're just normal chickens at this point and they've got lots of places to sit and they're they're actually sitting on it so that's good news and other animal things that I did. I got Mellowcat a heated house as well. That came a little later this week, and there will be a video on that. You could have already, ooh, you, it might be out by the time you watch this, depending. Uh, you could watch the Chickion thing get built and go in, uh, but you got the behind the scenes, the missing pieces, if you will, of what happened later. Well, they're, they're sitting on it. In fact, I, I think I got a little video clip that I'll try to throw into a vlog that I'm doing. But Mellowcat, she's been an outside cat forever pretty content out there. But I noticed we got her this heated bowl. I have a heated bowl for the chickions, which they love because it, their water's not frozen every day. I think I love that more probably because I used to go out and break their water out of the bowl every day, like this big rubber bowl. And then I would fill their water bowl up with new water. 
and uh, it would be constant. So I was like, let me get a heated bowl. It seemed like the right thing to do, and it's nice because it just stays warm out there. I got Mellow a heated bowl as well, but she doesn't like it when there's water in there. What she wants is it to be completely empty and dry so she can sit inside of the bowl. And after seeing her sitting in this bowl pretty much constantly throughout the winter, like <laughs> look out there, just this, this cat that's entirely too big to fit in this bowl sitting in it. I was like, I'm going to get her a heated bed or a heated cat house. And I found the perfect one on Amazon. And yesterday I, I assembled it, which wasn't much assembly. It just kind of pops open or pops up. It's like a pop-up cat house made of fabric, but it's like reflective inside to radiate their heat back to them and has this heated pad inside of it. So I set that up out there. And again, it was one of the situations where I wasn't sure if she was going to use it or not because I set it up and guess what she did? Just like the Chickions, she was up sitting in the, the water bowl again. So last night when I went out to check the chickens, I checked her. She was inside the cat house. The chickens are on their perch. The cat's inside the heated cat house. All is right with the world. Including another animal that's in my life that I talked about last week. I talked about Roxy Bear not doing so well over Christmas time. Had some health issues where she had just like stumbled and fallen and her eyes were going back and forth in her head. And I took her to the vet and they kind of just said, you know, monitor, see how she's doing. If something like this happens again, document it, get video of it, write it down. How long does it last? Things like that. Well, I'm happy to announce this week that Roxy is doing much better. She's still having issues with stairs. She's reluctant to do the stairs at this point, which is fine. We kind of blocked her off from going upstairs, which I think I talked about last week. And going down into the basement, she's snuck down here a few times. I've been trying to keep her away from coming in here. But when she leaves, I take her outside and we kind of walk up the hill to get back to the first story of the house or the main story. But she's been doing great. In fact, I asked her this week if she wanted to go for a walk, which her response was a, she didn't say yes, but I could tell that she really wanted to go. And we did that a couple times this week and she did great on both of the walks. So we're kind of getting back into that. She's able to get into the car. I do lift her out now. Like I'm, I'm being very ginger with her at this point, but she seems fine. She hasn't fallen at all this week. She's eating normally. Everything seems to be good. So I'm very much thankful for that because right before Christmas, like I, I still remember the day when she didn't get out of her bed for breakfast, which again, if you have a lab, not a normal thing. They want to eat all the time, anytime. That was, it was just a few days of just like very bizarre behavior that have, at least for the time being, passed. Again, I'm living, and I've been doing this for probably about a year now. I've been living every day that I have with Roxy Bear. Like, not like it's, it's last, because I don't want to be like, well, today's our last day together, but I'm soaking it in. Like, I remember last year when the leaves were falling off the trees. And this is like a terrible thing to think, but I thought, you know, maybe this is the last time that we're going to go for a walk in the fall. Gosh, don't get emotional. And I'm like, let me just remember this. In fact, I got a picture of her out there and all this stuff. And I'm like, if this is the last fall that Roxy sees, and it still very much could be, at least I had this. Dang it. All right. No more talking about pets, which <laughs> listener feedback is going to be brutal this week. Uh, from last week's responses that you guys had. But anyways, I say all that to say, and you can live your life in the, like this in every aspect, and I try to the best I can, but it's in these moments when you're you're facing the mortality of things that you love and the, the possibility of not having them in the future, just appreciate things, you know? You can appreciate almost anything. Even if things aren't great in certain respects, you can still be like, well... You know, comparatively, it's it's good. You know, I always I always make the joke like, "Hey, I'm living indoors. I have heat. I have internet. We have electricity. 
I have water to drink. I mean, does it get much better than that? Think about humanity and how many years humans lived on this planet without those things. We have it pretty darn good. And I think it's important to, to try to remember that because it's so easy to think about what you lack when the truth is you have, you have a lot. You really do. And I, I, I say you, but I'm talking to myself about myself. I, you, you don't need me to, uh, to guide you. Unless the only way I want to guide you is in telling you something I messed up on. And I can give you very honest feedback and say, don't do that. I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you things not to do, though, based on my, my previous screw-ups, which, you know, I have plenty throughout the years. And I've documented them well, I feel like, which I think, I think it's an important thing to do. Because not all, not all things are rainbows and sunshines, you know what I mean? Sometimes bad things happen. And uh, I, I feel like I have a duty as a content creator and I, I don't know if this is a, a common thing and I don't know if this is necessarily what people want in their lives because oftentimes uh, being online or, or you know viewing content, I'd say, it, people use it as a form of escape. And when you face things like this and the things that I mentioned last week and kind of got into here, it's not necessarily things that people want to be reminded of when they're trying to get out of, of their own reality. But it is reality nonetheless. But anyways, I'm, I'll only report on... Uh, things as they change going forward. Uh, if you don't hear anything about Roxy, you just know she's doing well. And uh, I'm hoping that can be the case because if I could just get this year, I think about this like every year. And it's funny because as we go into New Year's here, you, you always think about, I, I at least think about like plans and goals and things like that, which I'll talk about a little bit in this episode. Uh, but I'm always just like, if I could just have this year just one more year. Like I think about doing YouTube at full time and I, you never know when it's all going to collapse. You know, as a, as a content creator, you're just like, Oh, this, you know, this is the end or whatever. Um, but I'm just like, if I could just have one more year of living my dream, I'd be so thankful. Just give me one more year. I'm, I'm begging the YouTube algorithm gods, I suppose, <laughs> please just give me one more year of, of living the, my best life and if you want to consider this my best life, a dude sitting in his basement talking uh, to on a microphone. I love it personally. It may not be your cup of tea, but I love it. And I just think like, if I can just do this one more year, this is what I love. And then, you know, as I can be like the uh, football player that has is, is like forced into retirement. He thinks back to his glory days where he was like, when I threw that pass to win the Super Bowl and it landed right in his hands and the crowd went wild, that was the greatest times. And uh, dude, I trust me on this. I know for a fact that I'm live. I I have lived, and maybe I'm even continuing on. I like I like to think that I still have a chance here, of living in my greatest times. And what they say though is sometimes you don't realize the good times until they're gone. But man, I'm I'm in every aspect as I'm talking about here. I'm trying to soak them in the best that I can. And um, for you being a part of it for you tuning into this podcast, one of the select few people out of the entire community of all these places that I've built online. Thank you for being here and allowing me to have this opportunity. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to just get into my goals for this, this first quarter. I was going to do like yearly goals, but I'm like, my goals are going to change as the year goes on. So let me just talk about my goals for the first quarter here, because you're, you're a part of that, obviously like my, one of my big goals, like, well, let's talk about personal goals first. Obviously, I've got some weight to lose. This has been an ongoing thing. I It really just comes down to discipline. And this year, once again, I was getting pretty darn close there at the end of the year. I was going to get to my fighting weight. And then Christmas derailed me. I was, I was, I was like 10 pounds off. It's like this, this pesky like 10 pounds that I want to lose. It's silly, right? 
It's like, would that really make much of a difference in your life? It is like mentally for me. I've decided that I'm going to set a goal for myself. And I think this is going to absolutely enable me to hit my goals regardless. 30 minutes of activity every day. Doesn't matter what it is. It can be walking. It can be running. It could be, you know, uh, playing hopscotch. It could be playing jump rope. Uh, Ring fit adventure. I was like, I have that game. That'd be fun to play. Um, Elliptical. Anything at all. Even if it's just weightlifting. Whatever the case is. Like December, I literally did nothing. January is here. And not just because it's a new year, but because I need to get back into it. It's time to do 30 minutes of activity every single day. So that is my goal in the first quarter. Again, I'm going to review these every quarter just to make sure we're still on track. And if there's new goals that pop up, that'll, that'll be good too. Because like my life changes as the year goes on. Like the first six months of the year don't look like the middle three months of the year because that's when Cody and Clark are off and then we get back into winter. And when summer and spring are here, like I'm active as it is. But this first quarter, 30 minutes of activity every day. I'm not calling it working out. I'm just saying activity. It can be playing Oculus Quest. It can be playing my favorite game on there, building a sweat, whatever it is, just getting activity in. I want my watch to say, you did it today. You did it. Okay. So that's goal number one. Although these are in no particular order. I also have a continuing goal last year that I made huge progress towards, but is not done yet and maybe never will be. And that is the quest towards the ultimate organization and selling things on eBay that I no longer use. Again, if it's not serving me, we had a whole episode about this. If something's not serving you now, or most likely not in the future, it shouldn't be a part of your life. And again, this is me talking to myself, not you. You you keep everything that makes you happy. But if it's not making you happy, if there's something that you're looking at right now while you're listening to this, you look over in your room and you're like, dang, that thing's just sitting there collecting dust. And it's worth some money, right? Maybe I could sell that sell it on eBay. And then you could use that money towards something you really like, you know, or something that you would get value out of. That's the big thing. It's not about sacrificing your, your prized possessions. It's about looking at something and being like, have I used that in the last two years? Am I going to use it in the next two years? And if not, maybe somebody else out there in this world could use that. It's like, you're doing a service. It's a win-win for everybody. So I'm going to continue on the quest of organization. The storage room of doom got a big upgrade at the end of the year last year when Thanksgiving came around and I got the motivation with uh, Kyle Landon coming to clean up this place, then also get that looking good. That really made a, made a dent in that. Uh, I've been selling Lego sets like crazy. I've been selling yard sale stuff. I'm now like out of yard sale stuff basically. So we're going to be delving into like my personal possessions that I have that, that uh, fall into that category that I just described there too. So I feel good about that being a goal, but then like, those are my personal goals, but like my professional goal, which is also kind of a personal goal is showing up for my audiences, wherever that may be, whether it's on Greg's world or Brickitect or even my gaming channel. I'd like to make a comeback on that. It's been pretty quiet there. Obviously missing pieces is great because I have this once, once a week obligation or I just shouldn't call it. Is it an obligation? Is an obligation something that's negative? Because I don't consider this that. Uh, this is some. I have a commitment. I think a commitment is a better word. I have this weekly commitment where I sit down and I talk about my week once a week, and I put that out on Sunday. And there's a few hundred people in this world that really look forward to that. At least it seems that way because it's it's been pretty consistent with the uh, listening base. If you're curious what the viewership of this looks like, I think we're still we're still on track. Let me let me just take a gander here. Last week's episode, as of the time I'm recording this, 695 views on the YouTubes. Okay. I can't say whether that's someone that listened to it the entire time or not, um, but they at least like, clicked on the video to be like, oh, this is the most boring thing I've ever watched. And then we're doing about 300 listens 
per week on the um, podcasting platforms. That's across uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that people listen to podcasts. So assuming those are different people, I, I doubt there's many people that tune to it like partially on YouTube and then take it to go, but it is possible. I'm going to say we're looking at like maybe 900 people uh, that listen to this every single week religiously, which is awesome, I think, like that. That's crazy that there would be that many people out there that would be interested enough just to hear whatever I had to talk about, particularly because it probably, like being that it's just me every week by myself, not interviewing people, maybe this could get repetitive, but I think there's something special about the comfort in knowing what to expect. Like there's this guy that I follow on Patreon that does weekly vlogs. Uh, he does like a weekend vlog that's public, and then his during the week vlog is, is like a Patreon one. And if I'm being very honest... It, he he literally does the same thing every week, but I enjoy being a part of his journey, and I basically treat it like a podcast. I just listen in as he's talking about whatever he's doing, and there's not much a visual element to it because there's different types of vloggers. I'm more of like uh, there, there's like a shower, and then there's a teller. He's like a teller. I'm like a shower. Like when you watch my videos, like things are actively happening, right? His are like oh, I just, for example, if, if I credited my story, it'd be like, I just went to the post office, dropped off a package, then I had some lunch, and I'm about to record a podcast. Like, you would never really see those things happening. You would just hear me talk about them. But anyways, his stuff's very repetitive each week, but I, I kind of like that. I like knowing that I, I can show up to this, I know what to expect, and I'm just happy to uh, to support a content creator that I enjoy listening to. And he's made it very clear that Patreon is like the the way that he makes a living. Uh, YouTube is not so great for him. And it's like, you know what? I know what that's like. I know what it's like to have a passion and it's something you love to do. And I'm happy to contribute. You know, $5 a month is is the least I could do for the four, like one plus hour vlogs that you make each week for me. Four hours of content for $5. Try to go watch a movie for that, right? So I enjoy that part of it. And um I enjoy podcasting. So again, a commitment, not an obligation. Speaking of Patreon and things like that, I was going back and forth. Like I think about his situation and how maybe the YouTube gods smiled upon him at one point and not so much anymore. And there's a part of me, like from the business side of things, that thinks like, Greg, you really should try to build something like that that's off of YouTube. That way, if something does happen here, you and your core audience still have a place and you could still live this life and this dream that you've you've had and somehow fabricated into your life. You could still do that. But then I think, I, I don't want to be restrictive with my content. My goal here, I don't even know if I said it yet, my goal is to continue showing up for my audience. And I want to do that in a public way that I feel... And this is probably like if my business advisors are here, they're going to say, no, Greg, cut, cut this. I think the more you give freely, the more you get. And I believe that down to my soul because you can do this thing where you are like, okay, the guy I follow, for example, here's this thing for, for everyone. Here's this thing that's private. And I do think that having those incentives are a huge driver towards people signing up for a Patreon or memberships or things like that. And, you know, I don't fault people that do that. In fact, I have, I have memberships on my Brickitech channel right now, but I also have this huge sense of guilt too. And I know the guys that are subscribed to that probably would tell me this is not the truth, but I feel guilty even having that. 
like the main benefit at this point is just that we have a discord where we chat and stuff. But I feel it feels wrong to me that people have to pay for that to be a part of it. It's not a public one. Like you, every, cause if it was public, there'd be a ton of people there, I would assume. And it would be younger kids would probably join, which is not a problem. I'm happy to, to, to be there for, for younger people too. But the conversation, while not adult in nature, it's great to have this small community, if, if that makes sense. But I'm thinking about just telling all the guys in there, like, Hey, I made a new discord. This one doesn't cost anything. Let's just, um, let's just abandon the whole membership thing. But again, I think the, the other side of it is that the guys that are there uh, are there to support me. Uh, and again, like the business advisor team, I always talk about like the board. <laughs> they would they would tell me things that I don't want to hear. Like Greg, the, the podcast, sure there's 900 people listening each week, but you make $3 a week doing this podcast. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I, well, first of all, I, I don't want ads in these videos. If I, if an ad interrupted me right now, it'd be the worst thing that could happen. But I, I don't also want to be a sales machine where I'm like, well, guys, you know, if you want the podcast, you got to come over to my Patreon. I just think that would cause a disconnect and would uh, cause people that would really love to listen to this that maybe don't have the ability to not be able to do that anymore. And I find that excluding people just is not the way. Like I've I've experimented with that in the past, and it's not a route that I want to go. That being said, like I, I also think like this. I think that the world will provide, and you have to have faith that that will happen. And if in the instance that something goes wrong on YouTube, like I did have a scare about a year ago when my entire channel got demonetized or whatever, that was a scary time, and that would have felt less scary if I had this other community build up of, of paying patrons. But I have to believe that if something does happen with YouTube, if things start tanking, if, if like it, this doesn't become feasible anymore, maybe that's the time. And you just have to have the faith that people that want to support you and want to see you continue with this journey that you're on, they'll be there for you. You just have to believe that because right now I'm okay. We're, we're doing just fine. Uh, but geez, I don't know. Like my advisors, would they say, Build it up now, Greg. Do it while while the, the iron's still hot because if you wait till the last minute when things go awry, it might be too late. I don't know. But it, it's been something that's swirling around in my head uh, going into this year because, you know, business-wise, it's it's kind of a scary thing. Not I don't know if I use the word scary, but sometimes it's nice to have somebody that's the leader, the manager, the owner, uh, when you're all of those things and there's no clear handbook on how to proceed or what to do. It's like parenting, you know, you're just like, well, here's your baby. My baby's YouTube. And you're like, okay, um, I guess this is how I raise it. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, this would be a great topic to discuss in depth next week. It's definitely a polarizing thing. Anytime you talk about, um, having memberships or charging for content, some people, are like totally Greg, like, like me with, with the guy that I watch them, they'd be like $5 a month to get whatever it is that you're offering. Dude, I get way more than $5 value of it. You have other people on the other end of the spectrum. They'd say YouTube is a place where everything is free. How dare you even think about charging for this? You should be doing this out of the kindness of your heart. You know, that revenue definitely helps, but, uh, YouTube, like the, the culture on YouTube is definitely like for the majority of people, very much that it's like this is free should always be free the ads are a necessary evil i hate them i'll complain about them but you know they don't realize like 
this this all takes time. This takes effort. The equipment that you buy, the the investments that you make into these things, that has to be that has to be compensated in some way, or else you're left with like nothing. Like you, pe- people, like the the high quality content you watch, not mine, obviously, but all of that stuff where people actually have like teams of people and editors and crazy camera equipment. None of that content would exist if if money wasn't involved. So yeah, it's I I, I personally. I've always been a finance guy and I love talking about things like this, but it's very interesting to see anytime you bring it up how polarizing it can be between the 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 small faction of people that are like like me, like I there's three different people that I support financially that are like my my guys that I just I love doing I love their content. And I I I don't have any qualms with that. But then you have other people that are like no, never ever you know so anyways that's that's a thing and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how i want to show up for my audiences like no zero days for example this week i have like some footage from all these various days there's not a cohesive story for each day so i kind of started putting it all together and it's kind of gone back to the original zero days content where it's like a longer video and it just feels like a highlight reel of all these fun moments and i kind of like that i kind of got into this spot at the end of the year last year where I felt like I was kind of going through the motions of showing the same thing every day, which again, not necessarily a problem. I, I pay a guy $5 every month just to show me the same thing that he does every week. And maybe that that's great. But I don't want to be like, when I was going to the post office every day, I'm like, this is the, the fifth time this week that I've shown myself going to the post office. What if we just kind of combine these videos together and it's just like a highlight reel of the week? So I'm kind of leaning towards that for for Greg's World, along with like dedicated videos to things that are searchable. That was one of my goals for this year. Like if the cat house video, for example, instead of making a vlog where it's like Clark goes off to school and I do all this and make the cat house, it's like, let's make a cat house video, right? And then people that are looking for a heated cat house will see this goofball guy and his cute little black and white cat. Uh, and how he how he builds that, and it, with a cat who doesn't go inside, instead goes and sits in her heated cat bowl at the end of the video. It's it's fun, right? Plus, I have affiliate thing through Amazon, so if somebody does get inspired to buy that, I can link that. And the business, um, what do we call them? The board of directors over here, they're applauding right now. They're like, yes, more of that, Greg. Less less of this podcast, more of more of the Amazon affiliate things. So I could do better at that. There's been things like we like, oh, you know, what would be a great one, those. Picasso tile things that Clark Mann got for his birthday that he absolutely loves. I should 100% and he would love to do this, make a little video showing what those are, how to build them and the experience you can have with them. That would be a great resource for somebody. It's about providing value and there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can do that through through teaching, through inspiring, through encouraging, which is I think kind of where my stuff goes and maybe slightly on the borderline of entertaining, right? I think mine, mine is probably definitely not is not in the teaching realm of things or like learning. Mine's probably in the encouraging and entertaining. Maybe in the middle. Maybe slightly leaning towards encouraging, more than anything. But uh, that's that's kind of what I was thinking on the uh, Lego side of things. I'm also trying to figure out the way I want to do things there too. Do I? I I've I found like this way that I really love doing the Lego stuff, and it's like a, a journal just like my vlog is where it's like, Hey, here's what I built today. Here's what I worked on. And I'm like, do I make, you know, five little videos throughout the week? Or is it like, here's my week in Lego, Ronnie, shout out to you, buddy. And, uh, it's like, okay, here's, here's me building this thing. And then I, I unbox this thing and I'm working on this cause I have all these projects going at the same time. So it's kind of cool to see that. And I thought if I made it a little more of a high production venture, that'd be a good thing. And if I keep the memberships going, 
how about like early access to that video and behind the scenes on that? And then I do a live stream with that audience. But then there's this other part of me that's like, no, give it all away for free. Do a live stream for 30 minutes every single day, connecting with your audience and, and get to hang out and chat with them. And then go from that right over to your gaming channel and filter those people over there because you want to do the gaming thing, but the gaming thing needs the cobwebs blown off of it. And you bring those people over and be like, let's go follow me over to Greg's arcade. And we walk right over and all of a sudden the, the live stream starts. We could do a lot of different things. I just got to figure out the direction. And I, this isn't something that has to be decided right now, right? You can do a daily video and be like, it didn't feel like complete. It felt like I could do more. You do a weekly video and be like, wow, that was just way too much stuff. That's how the Greg's World uh, No Zero Day vlogs were when I was doing it that way. It was like a 35-minute video of all this stuff, which is jam-packed and fun. But it felt like it was a little too much for one thing. So I'm, I'm balancing all these things, as we always tend to do around here. We're trying to balance my, uh, my aspirations and my expectations with what's actually possible in a given day. And I'll tell you this. You might think that not having a job that you go to Monday through Friday, you would have so much time to get things done. But I can, I can tell you, and Cody can attest to this as well, because last year she felt the same way when she was on sabbatical. The days go so quickly. Like when, by the time from the time Clark leaves to the time he comes home, it feels like it's like that. In fact, I remember uh, getting questions about like, oh, what you know, what's it like to you miss having Clark home with you? Which I do, but it is nice to have some time where I can crank out all the boring stuff that he would just be like sitting here, like waiting for me to get done. That way, and that's the reason that this is on Friday because I like to have this done. So on the weekend, I'm not like, hey, Clark, man, I got to go downstairs for an hour and talk to myself about all the things that's going through my my mind right now. So that's what we do. And uh, that's kind of like my, my goals. I I'm, I'm probably can think of some other ones. This is kind of just off the top of my head, my three things. Get, do activity, get organized, show up for my audience in the best way that I can, but simultaneously figure out what the way, what, which way I can do that. And I'm fairly certain that there is no wrong decision here. I think however I do it is a good thing. It's just what's the best way to do that? And do I build this off YouTube platform where I, I put extra content, or do I keep everything and, and try to produce as much as I can for free for everyone? What's the smart thing to do now? What's the smart thing to do for the future? Who knows what the future is, but I, I guess we'll figure that out as we go. Come back to come back in episode, let's see, let's add 50 episodes onto this. Come back in Missing Pieces episode uh, 242. And I'll have all the answers for you, at least from this year. And then I can give you that advice I was talking about where I'm like, Guys, this is what I did, and it was the absolute wrong thing to do. I done screwed up, so don't do that next time you start a YouTube channel, which I will, I can guarantee you that in the next year, I will at least a few times try to encourage you to do. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Anyways, uh, this the rest of this week, you saw the videos. You saw uh, New Year's Day. I recorded like a whole vlog of that day, which was wonderful. Uh, we kind of had a, a dual Clarkman birthday celebration thing happen that day. And then the next day was his birthday. And again, though that toy that I mentioned, like the marble run toy, shockingly was like his favorite thing. And he's been playing with that nonstop. Like we could have just done the marble run toy and the, the pop-up tent thing that Yemi got for him as his birthday and Christmas gifts. And he would have been happy as can be. <laughs> Those are the two things he loved. He slept in the tent twice already throughout the nights. And he's been playing with that marble thing Every day, including today, he plays that and he plays Mario Wonder, which is the game that we've been playing together. That's that's Greg's gaming this week. But I want to get back into actually producing gaming content. It's just so 
it, it's so easy just to like not do content and it feels more authentic. I feel like if we're just playing Mario, like when you get, when you set the, the stream up and then you're streaming and there's a camera on you and there's people talking to you and you're like trying to be entertaining, that isn't necessarily the type of experience that I want with gaming with my son. Now, if it's just me and I'm sitting here being a, a, a boring bozo, just playing a video game, well, why not fire everything up and be like, all right, guys, let's do a run here and whatever we're playing or let's let's do this. That to me makes sense. So I see the gaming thing kind of being during the during the days at some point, but maybe I think Clark may would like to join in that too. So that's that's the gaming thing. But the birthdays and New Year's, both good. Had our classic pork hot dog and sauerkraut, which I, I think is a Pennsylvania thing. It's probably goes back to our German roots here, our Dutch roots. I don't know where, oh, I don't, we're, we're from everywhere basically here in Pennsylvania, but uh, pork hot dog, sauerkraut, amazing meal that we have like once a year. So I cherish it like you wouldn't believe. And then Clark Man's birthday directly after that was great. He requested pasta salad from Cody. So she made that her pasta salad. I'm going to get, I'm going to, Bobby's going to be mad at me for this. Cody's pasta salad off the chains. It's, it's so good. Um, but that was those days. And then the next day, unfortunately, right after Clark man's birthday, back to school, back to work. I got all the video editing done, kind of went back into my normal routine, which is kind of what you're witnessing now and did the mellow cat house thing. And that's kind of where we're at. So you are 100% caught up with everything, probably more than what you ever asked for. <laughs> Could you, maybe you wanted more. If you do, you can leave me a comment. Tell me what more you want. I'll, I'll give it to you in the next episode. Uh, but this weekend is going to be exciting because I think, well, exciting and unexciting at the same time. We're getting our first big snow of the year. They're talking like six inches of snow. I don't know what that is in centimeters, but uh, it's probably like uh, the size of your hand. If you were to stick your hand down in the snow, go up to your wrist. We're getting that this weekend. So there's going to be some shoveling, which Again, we can look at this as a negative thing, like I got to go out and shovel, or there's two two ways you can do this. We can look at it as a positive thing. I'm going to get my 30 minutes of activity in, check mark. I'm going to have the ability to go out and sled ride with my son, check mark. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be great being snowed in over the weekend with the people that I love, check mark, right? Or you could be like, oh, I got to do this. Like, there's you could treat life any way that you want. You can be a, a curmudgeon and be all angry, or you can be happy and appreciative. And I, I chose the latter. So that's the plan for this weekend. We're going to, I'm going to actually go to the grocery store today. Wish me luck. Uh, we have to get some supplies. Imagine every old lady in town is going to be there getting milk and eggs, which you know I probably will be too. Let's be honest. <laughs> just a coincidence though. We just don't have to go out over the weekend and you know get into that mess. So the weekend's going to be fun. I'm sure I'll be able to report back on that next week in uh, episode 193. But for, as for episode 192, that's pretty much all I got for you. That's everything that I'm up to and into, I guess. Didn't really have much I'm into. I did watch a movie on Netflix. What was that movie called? It was about the end of the world, but it wasn't like a zombie thing or like an apocalypse. It was just like this family that went on a vacation and then like stuff started happening. It was like a cyber attack. It was one of the top movies on Netflix. Ethan Hawke and uh, Julia Roberts is in it. It was just real weird. And then, like, these people show up to the house that they're renting, and they're sketchy, and or they, they feel sketchy, and there might be some maybe some racism there involved. I was kind of not feeling good about that. Um, I'm not – I hope wow. I'm, not that I'm racist. I felt like the main character was being kind of racist towards these people. Uh, just put in perspective. God, now I have to explain this movie. 
it was like they're staying in this really wealthy house and then like this um this black guy and his daughter show up and they're dressed in tuxedos they have a really nice car and they say that the house is theirs but the lady doesn't trust them and i'm just like wondering if they were white people wearing tuxedos would she have felt the same way hmm, question anyways that movie was kind of weird i don't know if i'd recommend it and i can't even remember what it was called so that's how much of an impact it was that left on me in other movie news there's a lot of amazon prime movies popping off right now. I'm seeing a lot of things I want to watch. And I also saw some bad news from Amazon Prime that they're now going to have ads in their their movies and videos unless you pay an extra $3 a month. Everybody raising their rates across the board. No real reason given. It's just that's what we're going to do. And I think it comes off the, uh, the back of more people signing up for the ad tiers. I saw an article talking about how people are signing up for the ad tiers uh, extensively on Netflix and who else is doing it? Disney, I think, because uh, it's cheaper and people are okay with ads. I find ads to be the worst thing ever. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, I have YouTube premium for that very reason. I pay a lot of money. I pay more money to YouTube directly than I do to the content creators that I want to support, which is sad to think about that simply so I don't get interrupted with ads every three seconds in my video with these mid rolls and pre rolls and friggin' unskippable. No, I, I, I just can't even, I can't exist in that life anymore. And I use YouTube on such a, a high level that it, it's worth it for me to pay more for YouTube premium than I pay for any streaming service and anybody that I support. That boy, that's depressing now that I think about it. Anyways, that was I guess what I what I watched gaming I told you about. And I think that's like oh we're still watching we're watching the final season of Ted Lasso. Season three is what we're in. And it turns out there's not going to be a season four, so I'm bummed. Uh, but there's still some other Apple content that I need to watch as well before I give them the axe. That's $10 a month, and I don't think it's worth it based on their limited content. So that's that's it. Anyways, let's get into listener feedback from, from last week. I told you this is going to be, some of it's going to be a little sad. So we'll start off a little happy. We'll work our way down, then we'll bring ourselves back. It'll be like a little bit of an emotional roller coaster here. Starting with Ray. Ray... I think I mention this every week, so I won't say it again, but I'll say it again. Ray has been such a big supporter of our channel. He gave both Clark and I super thanks, super thank yous on our on our videos for like Christmas and or birthday gifts, which I thought was really sweet of him to do and absolutely not necessary, but it's, it's just uh, the type of guy he is. Anyways, he left a comment saying, Greg, Cody, and Clark, thank you for a wonderful year filled with great adventures. I hope that 2024 provides... A great year of success, happiness, and goals exceeded for your family and all of Greg's world. Happy New Year. Ray, all I'm asking for, just one more year. Just just give me one more year of, of, of loving life and enjoying this. And that's all I ask for. Just one more year. In fact, that maybe that'll be this week's episode title. Remember that, Greg, of the future. Next one. Thanks, Ray. Next one comes from Tracy. Uh, she says, uh, it was great to hear you talk about your birthday wishes coming true. That was in reference to uh, getting to go to the Lego store hanging out with my family, having a lovely dinner together, and my nephew's getting into Lego, Cody getting into video games. It was like, I couldn't have asked for anything more. She says, especially sitting with my kids uh, Christmas day and seeing how much they've all grown and how they are still really close to each other now that two of them are adults. I had a similar nephew experience as my great nephews just got into Pokemon. So when I visited my family, I got to enjoy the enthusiasm of five of them and spoil them with my Pokemon knowledge and collection. I even taught the oldest how to play the game and let them, and left them with decks uh, that they were so excited to play with each other. It really felt like a full circle moment as one of the nephews who first taught me about Pokemon so many years ago. How about that? Yeah, I don't think there's m- much more uh, of, of a prideful moment than when 
someone that you love or someone in your family, maybe those two things don't uh, coincide with each other, when they get into a hobby that you're passionate about, or really anyone, if, if you're into something and then someone else shows interest in that, that's such a, like, it warms your heart. Like, landing, getting into Lego Technic, I was just like, yeah, let's go, baby. So I know exactly how you feel, Tracy. I'm, I'm glad you guys are all Pokemon detectors. Next one. All right, here we go. Comes from Jerome the Scots. Uh, so it's Happy New Year and belated birthday, Greg. Cheers to an amazing 2023. 20, you had me crying on Roxy Bear. I went through the same exact situation last year. It's great to cherish those moments. Such a depressing gut punch losing a family member. We got a new puppy about a month after, and it really does help. Best wishes for a great 2024. Yeah, that's um, it's been a conversation that we've had. Like, what what does happen when Roxy Bear finally goes? Do we get a new dog? Do we not have a dog for a little bit? Do we get a cat? Um, you know, indoor cat, another cat. <laughs> And for me, I feel like I would want another dog because as a solopreneur, self-unemployed, whatever you want to call me, a deadbeat that works from home here, having Roxy Bear as, is like my companion. She's the, When I'm not talking to you on Fridays here like this, I'm talking to her. She doesn't say much back, but I think she understands. And I love having her as like my... Uh, my companion, my co-pilot, whatever you want to call it, my wing dog. <laughs> and I would miss that. I would, I would feel very lonely here. So I would love to get another dog, but I can never, and this is unfortunate because they're the best dogs. Uh, I, I think this is definitive. I don't think I could get another lab, at least a chocolate one. There would never be another Roxy Bear. So I would, I've been looking at like in my heart and this, it's a crazy one. Uh, I've been wanting a Siberian Husky. I want to name it Sasha. It's like, uh, it's one of those things that I talk about now that I will materialize. But then I hear about how crazy Huskies are. Uh, and they they need a lot of exercise, which I do too. Uh, but Labs are just such a chill dog and so friendly. And there's you, you, you know what you're getting when you get a Lab in most cases. Huskies can be, you know, they're, they're, they're high energy dogs. So maybe they shed a lot too, which the misses is not, thrilled about Roxy sheds, but these shed on a whole nother level, but they're such gorgeous creatures and I would love to have one. So maybe Sasha will be in the future. Somebody clip this if you're watching this years from now and I have Sasha, the Siberian Husky as my dog, but then I also love Australian Shepherds and, you know, I could literally, I could love any dog. I was looking at the SPCA just out of curiosity because I saw they do like foster things. And obviously we couldn't do that now because I think that would cause a lot of disruption to Roxy as would getting a puppy now. Because was, there was a part of me that was thinking like, if we get a puppy now, maybe the when we do lose Roxy, it won't be such a blow because we'll still have another, like I'll have that companion. But I don't want to interrupt her, her last years of life. So we're holding off on that. But I was looking at the dogs on there and they're primarily pit bulls because nobody wants pit bulls. And I was like, dude, I, I, I would, I could love any of these dogs. I could give them an, an amazing life. Um, but I just, I don't think now's the right time. And I think when, when this does happen, the inevitable, and when we're in the market for another dog, I think it'll just come to us. In fact, oh my gosh, it, boy, we got tempted here even this week. Like our friend got this, this puppy that is a mixture of a lab. And then the mom's a lab, I think, and the dad was a mixture of a German Shepherd and Siberian Husky. And these puppies look like lab Huskies. And I was like, oh my, and there's, and there's two of them left. 
but they look exactly like chocolate labs. It's so weird. And Cody showed me the picture and it's just these adorable little puppies all sitting together. And I'm just like, don't show me this. Don't show me this. But um, in another life, if I could do anything, I I would love to have like a a dog sanctuary. I saw this guy on YouTube that does this and uh, he he relies on support from his viewers or or whatever, you know, and they, they help fund this thing that he does where he takes care of all these dogs. And through his YouTube following, he's able to find homes for these dogs. And I was like, dude. That would be my dream. You know, Greg's Farm, which I'm actually thinking about changing the name to Greg's Zoo because I'm not really going to be doing any farming. It's going to be all animals. I, I, that's my calling. That's my future. So maybe, you know, as, as we wind down on the travel scene and, as, and when Roxy is gone, maybe I start getting into other pets too, maybe more exotic animals. Like I've, I want a bird like you couldn't imagine. I already have a name picked out and everything. Cheeky is my bird's name. Cheeky Devil, full name. (laughs) Cheeky. Isn't it the greatest bird name? Uh, It's going to be either like a parrot or a conure or something like that. Again, they're they're more work than a lab is probably. And if we do travel, that's hard to get somebody to watch your bird. But I'd like to get a fish tank going. Like even right over here, you can't see it. But I would love to have just this this fish tank operation going. Not a saltwater tank. I don't want to get too crazy. But like just like a starter fish thing and see how that goes. Then I found this guy that he's like into turtles and I'm like, Oh, I could get a turtle. And you know, Greg zoo could be awesome. And I feel like for my, for making content on that, like if we're looking as like, what's the next chapter of of my, of my journey, Greg zoo could be, could be awesome. And I think it's more descriptive than Greg's farm because it's like, well, what are you, what are you growing on your farm? Like, well, maybe tomatoes, you know, maybe some peppers, but my zoo, my zoo, my, my private zoo. Well, does the zoo have a negative connotation though? Like I think of a zoo as like a place where animals on, are on display, maybe against their will, but these would be animals that I hope would be living a good life. But I've just, I've, I've been infatuated with animals my entire life. That's one thing, even though I grew up without my parents putting any time into me, not bitter. Uh, I, I still became the person I wanted to be. Um, my dad always had like a soft spot in his heart for animals. We had all kinds of things. We had, I remember we had ferrets at one point, a guinea pig named Andrew. I had we had rabbits. Never had chickens. I was surprised we didn't have chickens. We had hamsters, um, cats. Obviously, we had a dog, two different dogs. Um, pets were always a part of my life, and I just always loved them. So uh, my future, I think that's going to be more of the same. Anyways, that was. Are we still in listener feedback, or we, or we just go right back into the episode? I don't know. But um, thank you, Journal of the Scots, for the for, for the message. And um, I'm sorry to hear about your your dog. Um, I'm glad that you're that you you have a new one. And I, I don't want to say moving on, but it's like you, you you still have this this awesome life that you get to share with them, and that's the important thing. Next one comes from Clay Clay Turtle. So sorry to hear about Roxy's health. I lost a cat that was 18 over the summer. Crazy seeing a video of you in Grove City. I don't live far from there. It's like seeing an, that another YouTuber lives close to you. That was my experience from a few weeks ago. I talked about that. Um, but yeah, cats. Cats live forever. That's, I'm jealous of that. I hear these cats. My friend had a cat that lived to be like 21 years old. And it got hit by a car. I'm like how long was that cat going to live for if that car never came along? 30-year-old cat. Next one. This one's, uh, this one's brutal. Gosh. Uh, comes from Canadian guy. This is Greg. I comment on this with a broken heart. I have or had a 14 year old lab that my wife and I put down tonight, the day that I uploaded the podcast. He says, not going to lie. Worst day ever. We lost our best friend. 
And then he goes on to, to speculate that what Roxy has is neurological. She'll start having seizures, then further issues. Try putting her foot on its knuckles and see what she does. I'm telling you this because you are about a year and a half behind us where they are today. Soak in everything and enjoy it. Uh, great advice. He says, it sucks losing a best friend, not just a dog. And he says, weird how this loss, uh, with, with, this, with this loss, Roxy and your family is one of the few I thought of because of how much you guys care about her. Take care and keep living life to the fullest with the people and pets you love. Gosh, that's such great, um, I was going to say motivation. It's, it's such great advice. That's the advice you should listen to. Take care and keep living life to the fullest with the people and pets you love. Um. I have to probably agree with you here. I do think it's something neurological. I wouldn't be surprised if that day that Roxy didn't get out of her bed, that night maybe she did have a seizure or something happened Um, because it did seem to be kind of temporary that kind of went away. There's a part of me that is wondering when does that return? Uh, will it return? They did the, the the foot thing, the knuckle thing that you're referring to. It's where you take the dog's foot that's normally sitting like with its pads on the bottom and you put their knuckle down so their foot's awkward and you try to see if they move it back. And Roxy did that immediately, which they thought was, was good news. She put her foot right back the way it's supposed to be, so she's standing on it. But, you know, that that was really strange how that just happened suddenly how quickly that was. And then she's seemingly normal, but who's to say a week from now, she doesn't have another episode like that. And what happens when it gets progressively worse? What happens when she can't control her, her hind end anymore, like her back legs? Like right now we're just dealing with her not being able to really do the steps at all. What happens when that gets worse? And the thing that I dread the most is the day that you experienced is I I think having to make that decision and be like, today's the day is something that I almost can't even imagine, but I know is ultimately going to happen. I'd rather just have it be like you get up in the morning and you, you see like your dog had passed away. Like obviously that's the easy way out, but to make that decision and be like, okay, the quality of life that you're living right now is not worth living anymore is just brutal, especially with someone that's like 14 years old, been a part of your life. If there's any positive thing to come from your message to me, like this is, this was gutting. He said, we're a year and a half behind you. If Roxy makes it just one more year, one more year, it's all I could ask for. Just, just give us up until next year, but don't let it happen at Christmas time. That, that to me, like I was thinking about this at Christmas when she was like the days leading up to it, when she was down, I was like, gosh, if she dies at Christmas. I'm, I'm going to think about this every Christmas for the rest of my life, as, as you probably will. And I, boy, that seems really cold to say now that I said it, but it's, you, you have no control over these things. So like, like you said, I just keep soaking it in. We went for a walk the other day. I was like, thankful to have another walk. That's how I thought of it. I was like, thankful for this. Okay. Last negative comment. I'm not negative comment, but last comment that will, will ruin your day. Uh, let's, let's go on to, uh, to Dren Chavez, who says, uh, I want to talk about a part in episode 23 minutes in exactly where you said that instead of looking at Roxy Bear's situation as sad and depressing, you look at it as a good thing and think about how you spent 12 long years with this amazing dog. To anyone watching who's going through something, look around you and change the way you look at things and you'll notice that you have a lot more blessings to count on than you thought. Great episode is always great. Wow. We, we literally said the same thing. Great minds think alike, as they say. I, I appreciate that. And boy, 
if there's any takeaway from this episode, it's not anything that I've said. <laughs> it's the it's the advice that uh, that nice commenters leave along the way. Next one comes from Sam, repeat offender, of course. He says, Greg, continue to pray that Roxy Barrel will be well. Can't possibly imagine how scary it is for you and your family. She's a true legend. That we can all agree on, I think. Moving, I, that, it's interesting, though, because it's like, obviously, this dog means a lot to me and our family. But it's we're in a, a odd situation where there's a lot of people out there that also, like, are connected to to a chocolate lab they met on the Internet. And it's it's pretty crazy, and it's 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 really cool too. I wonder how many people have chocolate labs today that maybe ten years ago they watched our channel. Like, oh, look at that, look at that cute little puppy. They didn't watch ahead, and when she grew into a monster, <laughs> they're like, oh, we can get a chocolate lab. I'll encur- there's my encouragement for you: get a chocolate lab. Best dogs in the world. So, it's moving on to a brighter note, though. Oh, here we go. Crocs really are the best shoe ever made. Ooh, now what's more controversial? Asking for money on YouTube. Or wearing Crocs? That's the real question. He says, I wear mine year-round, but even wear them in public in the summertime. Of course, if it's raining, I'll wear real shoes. I'll say the camcorder stuff from over Christmas reminded me of a 2012 YouTube video, which makes total sense because that's the era the the camera came out of. The end of my first semester is coming up. My school district is weird and splits the semesters after uh, Christmas break to make the semesters equally long. Uh, Therefore, I'll be trading my desktop publishing class for gym and weights so uh, we can get some weights weight gains together uh, this year, man. Also, I must have an update. Is Cody still in the video game scene? Have a glorious one, Greg. All right, let's address the Croc thing. I agree, Crocs are the best shoe. I'm still wearing them full time. Even when I took Roxy for a walk, they don't put pressure on the top of my foot where my, my broken bone was. And they're just so darn comfy, particularly with socks. Again, another controversial opinion. I think Crocs are best worn with socks, said Dr. Seuss. And I I love the feel. I just think it's great. If you can give up on what other people think of you, which, you know, who cares, right? If, if, if you judging me on my, my choice of footwear is the most crucial thing in your life, you got more things to worry about than that, I think. Uh, but I'm loving the Crocs. I think I may go full-time Croc going forward. I have to keep the Croc gang alive, and maybe I can inspire others to do the same. But a bigger question going into the summer cause, uh, is, what is the move for upper body wear? I have two choices here, both of which are going to disgust you, but you can feel free to leave your opinion. I'm thinking either going all in on Hawaiian shirts because they're lovely, they're nice and soft, they, they're they airy, and they're fun. Or do I go all in on making my own custom tie-dyed shirts? Cody's not a fan of the tie-dyed idea, but I was thinking how cool would it be if like that became my thing? Because like on my Lego channel, you know, I'm, I'm in like the thumbnails, I'm in the videos, and I was like, what if my thing was tie-dyed shirts? And I can make, if all I had to do is buy a bunch of white shirts, and I can make them all kinds of different colors, different styles. I could do a thing where I give them away to people. I could make it like my thing. Or do I go in the Hawaiian shirt scene? Could I, ooh, maybe this. Tie-dyed shirts with the colorful Crocs and tie-dyed socks, said Dr. Seuss once again. I could totally tie-dye socks as well. I think that's probably a thing. Or is that too much tie-dye? That might be a little too much. People might start wondering about me. Like, is that guy, what's wrong with him? Like, is is he mental? Could be. Anyways, uh, Crocs, checking those for sure. Although I I tend to go more towards flip-flops in the summertime, like a little bit cooler, because Crocs with socks is great, but then like when you go Crocs, no socks doesn't feel as good. Feet get a little like sweaty in there. I feel like you need that barrier, 
but let me know. Hawaiian shirt. I've got some months to decide. We can probably bring this up or I could do a poll because I'm going to let the internet decide Hawaiian shirts or custom tie-dyed shirts made by yours truly. I could even make videos about that, right? That be might be something someone finds me by. They're like, look at this goof making tie-dyed shirts. Oh, he's, he's kind of funny looking. <laughs> I'll subscribe. Okay, anyways, your follow-up question. Cody's still playing video games. She hasn't played video games since we got back. I feel like it was short-lived. I think it's up to Clark, man. He needs to guilt her. Be like, Mom, I'm so lonely. Please play Mario with me. And then like look really sad and pathetic and groveling, and then she'll play. And all of a sudden, it's on like Donkey Kong, possibly literally. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get some weight gains together. I got some weights for Christmas. I'm trying to do 30 minutes of activity every day and lifting, pumping iron could be a part of those 30 minutes. Thank you for the comment. Next one comes from Janelle. Again, repeat offender, big supporter. Says Croc life is real. Glad the foot is healing. Happy New Year's. I am not a smoker. Never have. Good for you. I was talking about last week how the doctor said uh, smokers bones don't heal as well. So if you're a smoker and you're thinking about quitting New Year's resolution, there's another reason for you. When you fall down the steps and break your foot, your foot's going to heal up nice and quick. She says, uh, my biggest fear with my cat is getting older will be 15 in March. I have baby gates up because I'm afraid of my cat falling down the steps. When has a baby gate stopped a cat? That's what I want to know. Cats will get anywhere. <laughs> you could put a You could put an entire door. I watched this video of this cat on Reddit where the door was closed. The cat like jumped up in the, in the air and like took this like thing that was locking the door off and then like turned the door handle and then went out. And I'm like, that's, that's impressive. So uh baby gate, uh, maybe, maybe being that your cat's 15, maybe she's like, all right, I'm just not going to bother. I'm not going to try to clear that. But cats are mischievous at heart and they'll, they'll try to get places they're not supposed to be, including counters, tables, um, you name it, they're, boxes, of course, cats. Next one comes from my buddy Bobby. He says, G-Money. That's what he calls me. I, I'm kind of liking it. He says, the rest of the community of watchers and listeners, I propose a new rule. No talking about your new favorite meal, your wife's Christmas cookies, sloppy joes, or stuffing balls without posting the bloody recipe. If you're going to talk about Pap's Burgers on the grill, then I already got that recipe covered. But dude, stuffing balls? Come on. I'm still waiting for uh, the Cody Chili seasoning mix. <laughs> They weren't just stuffing balls. They were burger bundles. Imagine a stuffing ball with burger on the outside with like a gravy on the outside of that, Bobby. Think about that. Think about how amazing that is. Or Cody's pasta salad. <laughs> no, food food is life, you know, and um, maybe Greg's world should turn into Greg's cooking world. Greg's zoo and cooking videos where we can make these things together. And I could show you how to poorly try to do what she does professionally. That's probably probably a bad idea. You, I don't want you to leave. Anyways, uh, I will be careful of the food talk going forward, especially since so many of us are probably on diets going into the new year. Next one comes from Joey. Thanks for the comment. Joey says, I, I think you would like the YouTuber FD Signifier. He was talking in a video last week about how when you comment and engage with things you hate, the algorithm doesn't distinguish that and you will uh, just be recommended more of what you hate and will be caught in the, the cycle. Instead, we should uplift things we love by commenting and liking. You're right when you say the best thing you can do is leave it alone. Yeah, I think that's how social media works, my friend. They uh, p Happy people and content people don't engage nearly as much with content as people that are angry or agitated or frustrated. And that's why the news is what it is. That's why you tend to see things like that. That's why if I made a video, if I tell this video like, this, I hate this thing as opposed to why I love this thing or whatever, like last week's episode actually did really well. It's called like thankful for Christmas or something like that. I'm glad people watch that. 
If I made it called Why I Hated Christmas, more people would have watched. It's like people flow towards negativity and it's just, I guess it's just something that we're drawn to because when something's negative, you either strongly agree with it and that's why you're watching it. And you're like, yeah, that's right. That's why Christmas sucks. Cause I, you know, I, the, the Grinch stole all my gifts or you disagree with it. Like you really do like it and you want to get on there and like flame with other people and tell them why they're wrong. Like it, it's just, it's such the, it's such low hanging fruit doing negative stuff. And it's just so unnecessary. Like I see it sometimes in the Lego space. And I just want to tell people like, you know, if, if your primary purpose is to complain about this hobby or this toy, maybe this isn't for you, right? Like they're not making these toys for you. Like if you're going to complain that a set's made for four-year-olds, dude, you're not a four-year-old. That was never made for you and wasn't intended for you. You're a grown man. You don't like you, there's no re reason for you to complain. Sure, you can be hopeful that they're going to make things that are tailored to you, but that's not always the case, right? And I'm sure this is across any hobby that you have. I'm sure there's people that are hating. I'm sure video video games, same way. I know cameras, you know, people complain like why, why I hate this camera, why you shouldn't buy this, watch this before you buy. It's what happened to people just sharing their, their life? <laughs> it's, it, it's so simple, right? Hey, here's what I did today. Also very boring. No one wants to see that. Anyways, uh, good advice there too. You guys are giving the best advice of the new year. Don't comment negative stuff. All it does is bring others down and maybe yourself too, as, as evidenced by that video. Funny thing about that channel, FD Signifier, their other video was actually recommended to me this week as well. The new one about like rappers or something like that, which I thought was, I was like, hmm. I think it's because I've been getting into video essays lately. I've been really, like, there's this one I watched on plagiarism. I think it was by H Bomber Guy or something like that. Like a three-hour video all about these different YouTube channels that were plagiarizing stuff. And it was, it was crazy. I love these. I love, like, as the world moves to shorts and TikTok, I move to three-hour videos about uh, plagiarism and video essays on YouTube. It's always good to go against the flow, right? Next one comes from Owen. Says, really enjoyed spending the year with you and your family on YouTube, Greg. You bring so much joy and fun and joy to the platform, and I find myself enjoying everything you put out, no matter how boring or spectacular. Happy New Year. I love that he put spectacular in there. <laughs> if he just left it at boring, I would have felt a little sad. <laughs> like, I love everything you put out, no matter how boring you could possibly get. As you get progressively more boring, I like it even more. It's that, That's like... Uh, is that like a passive aggressive insult or, or a compliment? You're, you are the most boring and worthless person I've ever met, and I love you for it. Mm. I, I appreciate it, though. I know what you mean, and I, I think that's very kind. Thank you very much. Next one comes from Ashley. It says, what a great way to end 2023. Loved your Christmas videos at home and in Pittsburgh. We went and saw Migration the other day and really enjoyed it. The theater was packed. I know a lot of people were off, but I haven't seen that crowded in 20 years. I have a quick question about Legos. Ooh, I, I, maybe I can answer. It says, we have a camper set, but lost a few pieces. Is there an easy way to get them? I looked on Lego website and searched the set. They give you the pieces that are specific to that set, but none of the ones we need are there. Hate to see us not be able to put it together again. Just wanted you to know that you are a great example of an ideal. Okay, th th I'm going to read this, but just know that like I, your question is more important to me than your, your, your kind words, but they go appreciated. I just feel ca cautious and awkward reading those aloud. Wanted to let you know that you are a great example of an ideal family man. We really enjoy watching your family and what you're all up to. The pride and joy that pours from you when you're talking about your family 
I'm going to get emotional again. Stop it. It's so genuine. Can't wait to see what you have in store for 2024. Well, I hope it's something worth watching, Ashley. Uh, But let me answer your question here before we talk about that. Bricklink. In fact, I know a guy named Jabbo. He's uh he's well shoot what's his is it Brixar on Bricklink I've never I never actually bought from my favorite Lego YouTuber because it's he's never had the parts that I needed in the time that I needed it but he might for you my buddy Brixar maybe he can link his store or I'll, gosh I would say I link it but I'll totally forget uh, just go to Bricklink and you can find all the parts that you need there and ideally it's it's a little complicated because not every part is available at every seller like it's almost like eBay of Lego. And someone might have, say you need five parts, someone might have three of those, and then someone else might have two. So you have to pay shipping in two different areas or two different sellers. But that's where you can find the parts you're missing, and it's such a fabulous resource. Except for that week that I went down because of whatever happened, cyber attack or whatever it was. And I never realized how much I used that service until that week happened. But that's in the past now, and it's a great resource for finding the pieces that you need. Or you could do something a little fun and uh, take that camper and make it your own. I oftentimes encourage my viewers to to do that. You know, it's like, okay, sure. Lego had this idea and a designer came up with something great. You don't have those pieces anymore, but you may have some other pieces. Make that your own. Put some, you know, you're missing a little side of it. Put a jet engine over there. Put a wing on it. You know, build a, put, put a red wall. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, you can make that your own and make it special. Speaking of making things special, let's follow up with your last statement there. Can't wait to see what we have in store for 2024. I hope it's something good that that's worthwhile watching, just like this podcast. I hope this is worth your time. We're an hour deep into this at this point. And again, it's an honor that you tune into this along with an incredible number of other people. In fact, if I didn't look at the those numbers, I wouldn't think that anybody watched this. And I would question why I spend the time doing this, but I do think it's worth it. I do think that there are people out there that are uplifted, hopefully, by the things that I talk about each week. And if it is the boring stuff or spectacular stuff, that'd be a great title too. And now I can't even remember what I was supposed to title this episode. One more year? One more year? I don't know. No, that seems kind of negative. I don't know. I'll have to go back and crap. I have to listen to this again. Worst thing ever, listening to your own voice when you're editing or, or doing podcasts. That's why I don't edit these. But this year, I'm hoping to hit some personal goals of mine that I, I shared here. I'm sure I'll have some new ones. Um, maybe we'll get into the world of acquiring Hawaiian shirts or tie-dye shirts. <laughs> no, biggest goal. Greg Zhu, will it will it start off in 2024? What will we get into? What will we get up to? You're going to have to come back each week and find out here on Missing Pieces. So as such, we'll find you in the next episode.